0: Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co host, Lon. Hey,
1: everybody. What's up, Nadia? Hey, Lon. Yes.
0: Look at me, and I am intelligent. (laughs) I will get a sugar daddy that is the sugar daddy of all sugar sugar daddies. daddies. (laughs) What's up, y'all? It's your girl, just got married. Sorry for the delay. I know folks are asking for our episodes, but yeah, here we are. You know, I just want to give a shout out to Lon who came to my wedding last week. Congratulations. Um, Thank you, Lon. Thank you for being there. So yeah, shall we maybe end with Jasmine and Gino? Because I feel like we have a lot to talk about.
1: Definitely, definitely the ending. Right. (laughs) Okay. Let's anchor with that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I thought we can get started with, let's just get this out of the way since they're pretty much canceled. Uh, Do you want to talk about Kalip and Alina?
1: Oh, I forget that they're canceled.
0: Well, I mean, they're fired, right? Well,
1: no longer on the show, right? No longer. Not not canceled, like we're not going to mess with them anymore. But
0: yeah, I would say they're fired because they're not invited to the tell all. Right. Right.
1: Right, right, right. I don't know. I tried to read the room and get a temperature about this couple on social media. And I think I can see where people are coming from with Caleb. I think he's strung Alina along. Some people Mm. are like, oh, he was honest and I'm glad he told her. I'm like, yeah, but the timing of that, the timing Mm. of that is what gets to me. Like he could have not wasted her time. He could have not kept sleeping in her bed. Mm. There's so much about this that for me, like he strung her along and Mm -hmm. she kept telling him, look, if you're not ready for this, then let me know. And he waits till the very last day. Like, (laughs) I think you knew, dude, you just didn't want, I don't know. I don't know for what selfish reasons, if you wanted to keep having sex or if you just didn't want to hurt her, which I think is like kind of nice, but also still kind of messed up because it's better to just let them know and be upfront than to say, and, and to lead her along. And one of the things for me is like, Oh, it's percolating. It's processing. (laughs) But (laughs) when she says things like cheers to us, don't say cheers. You know what I mean? And and these things count because she's she's talking about us. And when you don't give her direct answers and things like that, you're making them kind of think like maybe there's hope or everyone here, I think has been strung along before and has given these false signals right? To think that there's interest. And then when you ask, where do we stand? They're just so very noncommittal. And I think he knew already, but he just didn't want to say it. So him coming out and saying it at the very end when he's about to leave, to me, that doesn't speak very, very highly of the situation.
0: I was actually going to ask you, Lon, if you think Caleb is being honorable for being upfront about not being able to care for her, or is he using the recent revelation, you know, the fact that she still lives with her ex to escape what he thinks is a shaky or inconvenient relationship?
1: Mm. So for me, let's circle back to the first point. Cause that's okay. where I think it is. And I don't think it's honorable. I think he used that as a crutch. Okay. I think he knew he didn't want to be in a relationship with her And then he used that as a crutch, like, oh, you know, I just, uh, I don't think I want to take care of somebody. That's not what you were saying, though. That's not what you were saying in the beginning. When Mm -hmm. you guys were talking, you knew the situation. You knew what you were signing up for. I don't think he knew the actual extent to how much he had to care for her. But I think that was a convenient excuse Mm. to use that against her. I just don't think he wasn't feeling her. Maybe he wasn't attracted to her. I think it's all that. But rather than say, look, I'm not into in this relationship as much as you are or whatever. He said he used that. He tried to put it on her. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't see myself taking care of somebody and stuff like that. Motherfucker, that's not what you were saying, though. And you knew (laughs) that and you wanted time to do that. He wanted that. So you wanted it at one point, but then you're saying that you didn't see yourself like that. Then again, it just goes all the way back to like, why are you leading her along then? And that for me was the convenient excuse to use that, to take that part of her life. And then to say that that's the reason. Uh -uh.
0: What I'm hearing from you is that it sounds like he claims that he wants to take on that responsibility of taking care of her, yeah, right? But this was before he actually met her in person, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess, just to play devil's advocate here, do you think when he finally realized the extent of how much that would entail, he just sort of backed out? Because he's like, well, maybe I'm just not cut out for it. I don't see a life with her where I'm doing all this service for her like what Elijah does for Alina on a regular basis
1: yeah I think that's a possibility but I think he just wasn't in it and the kind of guy that he is I think again this is all speculation folks I don't read too many gossip columns and stuff and obviously I'm not Caleb so I, I don't really know <laughs> are you- <But> like <laughs> I think telling somebody maybe he probably feels telling her that he's just not into her Mm. telling her that he doesn't find her attractive, right? telling her all these other things would hurt more for him to say. Mm. So he he had to use that as a crutch. Yeah, it was just so crutchy. Like, oh, you don't see yourself taking care of her. Man, that's not what you were saying, though. You wanted Elijah to leave so that you could, because you wanted to be that person. You wanted to be in that place.
0: Right, right. Like, I don't tell how. me now
1: that you don't. <laughs> when you were on the phone and you were talking to her on the phone and she was trying to tell you, are you ready for this? And I get that. I get that maybe it wasn't until, holy shit, I got to take care of somebody. I get that too. Uh, but I don't buy it. I don't buy it as the reason. Yeah. I think that was a cop out. It was one of those cop outs. Like, I didn't see that for myself. Okay. Well, at what point did you come to that conclusion? Because again, you could have told her that
0: earlier. Mm. Another question for you, and this is based on just my observation and maybe other people share the same opinion or may not. Do you think Elena is being insistent and aggressive in her pursuance of this relationship because of her disposition? Because to me, it, at least in my point of view, from what I'm seeing on screen, she does come across as pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because she knew because of her disability that she has to sort of like get that answer from her partner or from someone that, that's in a relationship with her or she thinks that is in a relationship with her to give her some sort of commitment. Do you know what yeah, I
1: mean? Yeah, I think it's normal. She isn't any different than anybody else who's in this process where mm-hmm. they're visiting, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: have this set- Limited
0: amount of time. Yeah, yeah. limited yeah. amount of time. Where do we stand? Where do we stand? Right. I have
1: to know where, where we stand. Especially when you've been talking for 13 years, Mm. this is a long time, right? Their relationship is different in that it's not that they met on vacation and they got to figure it out, right? They have a friendship. They have a close, close friendship, an intimate in ways that are not, not related to like sex or anything, just intimate because they've spent that emotional time, like building what they have together. So she wants to know, are we going to the next level with this? And I think that's reasonable for 13 years. And then of those 13 years, like then you start getting close and falling in love and all this stuff. And okay, well, let me know now we're we're here. What do you feel? Is there a future here with us? I don't think it's any different than anyone else who's asked, where do we stand? And if anything, I think she has more of a justification for it because she's like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, where, where, where do we, where do we stand here? So yeah. um, I, it could come off like pretty pushy. I just think she's more justified in it. And I think, you know, if he doesn't know, then dude, if you don't know, then it's no. Yeah. Just like if, Hey, mar- will you marry tomorrow? I don't know. That's a no. Anything other than yes is a no. Right. To me, that is clear as day. If you don't know, then the answer is no. You <laughs> like, so- trying so to soften true. the blow, beat around the bush. It's percolating, it's processing. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, bro. It's no, it's it's percolating.
0: no. Yeah. Get the fuck out.
1: the fuck out of here. It's Yeah, no, I know, bro.
0: right? I can't believe you used that word. Anyway, Lon, I think the reason why I said that, you know, the whole insistent part is because it didn't help that she was being pushy about sex, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, okay, and was- it didn't
0: help her case. Like, if she was consistent, throughout the entire series. And I mean, I have this theory that TLC probably cut their scenes short because of the fact that all this controversy is surrounding Alina. So it just felt like their whole storyline was really abrupt, but it also didn't help that the way they portray her was that she really wanted to write a disco stick so much. You know what I mean? Like if she was consistently asking about the status of the relationship, I would be like, okay, the girl wants to know, you know, you guys have two weeks, let's figure this out. But the fact that she started with the whole like, well, I'm waiting for him to kiss me. I'm waiting for sex. She was like like, sexualized. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe that's my old school thinking. I don't know. Maybe that's pretty normal nowadays, but I just feel like maybe her agenda was more geared towards, okay, let's focus about our relationship Then I wouldn't see her as someone who's very insistent, if that Mm. makes sense. But yeah, I just felt like overall, you know, just to uh, conclude here, because I don't think we'll ever want to talk about them anymore. Overall, I just feel like their storyline's a waste of time. Like it just felt very anticlimactic, if I could say that.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, don't get me wrong, there are real issues here, you know, with the height difference and with caring for another person um, to that extent. But I think, too, they tried to sensationalize it, right? Mm. Right from the jump, that was TLC's angle. Mm. was, look at these couples that we got different kinds of all, all over the spectrum type couples, right? Like, yeah. we got a yellow fever over here, and we got this person over here. like You know what I mean? And, of course, that's marketing and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was... Yeah. You know, there were some entertaining things in there and I'm glad we got to see them. And again, y'all, I'm just being speculative. I have nothing like against Caleb and and I could be totally off on my read. I don't know if he listens to the show, but like these are just my perceptions of things. <laughs> I just want to go out and say that.
0: I'll do it. All right, Lon, do we want to talk about Kim and oh, sorry, Kim Bali and Soja Boy? Kim Soja.
1: Bali. We didn't cover the previous
0: episode where, uh, was it this episode or the last one where they were arguing, I don't know, the topic about her son came out. And I was like, what? What? I guess I wasn't paying that much attention, but she was using her son as an excuse to justify why the relationship needs a label or where... Usman stands in this whole thing. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that?
1: I don't think she needed to get her son involved. I think she's right, though. You know, I think she does have a son or anybody who has a mom or dad that's in another relationship is going to look out for their parent.
0: Yeah, of course. Yep. So so
1: I think she's right on that point. But I didn't need, I don't think she needed to bring that up.
0: Which is why he was mad.
1: Yeah. Which is why I your boy was mad. Like, what mad. Yeah, like, what's that got to do to with do me? With He's it. not my son. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure the son cares. I'm sure the son would be like, you know, if, if Kim Kimbali came home and said it didn't work out, the son would be there comforting and he'd mm-hmm. be like, where is this guy? I want to beat his ass. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's totally true. Like anybody who cares for their parent that way would want the best for their mom or dad. Of so I get that. I just think, though, like, that shouldn't have came to that. Yeah. You know, and she knew she knew what, what this was about. I think she set herself up and -hmm. she tried to orchestrate the entire thing to be more than what it is. And he's been telling her since the beginning and he's been pretty upfront. Like we're not in a relationship. This is just to see if your girlfriend material right from the jump. And she's like, no, this doesn't fly. Again, we keep talking about this double standard. If the roles were reversed and it was a guy telling a girl, no, you need to." fucking you know you need to put out tonight like this wouldn't fly (laughs) you know what i'm saying are we having sex or what are you kidding me like there would be a field day like (laughs) social media like are we doing that are we gonna fuck what's going on (laughs) like you are staying here in the honeymoon suite with me after all i've given to you like if the roles were reversed the shit would not fly (laughs) yeah so, so we're talking about alina being insistent Kimbari is being fucking pretty insistent right now.
0: True, true. Yeah, I can see how that is also very creepy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And Mm -hmm. he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To her point, though, I think the religious thing might be a cop out. But he said, oh, we were already engaged and we had plans to be married. But he did say that it's his culture and his religion to not. not Who said that? Uh, Usman.
0: Usman. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: He said, Oh, in my culture, it's not like this. Mm. It's like this, you know, and she said, Oh, I'm trying my best to respect his culture and stuff like that. That's right. She said that. Yeah. But even the producer pointed it out. The producer was like, but weren't you like having sex in your previous thing? And he was like, Oh, but yeah, well, we already said we were getting married.
0: They're oh yeah, engaged. with BGL, he put Yeah, up. yeah, <laughs> busted.
1: He got busted. Yeah,
0: <laughs> man, so. that producer be messy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they be instigating. I know. <laughs> they know.
0: Be like, hey, do you remember uh, someone by the name of Lisa that uh, we almost shot? You guys doing it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: I, I know we mentioned the word creepy. I can't help but you know move on to Ben. And mahogany, talk about creepy. He reminds me of David, who were looking for Lana all over. Was it Ukraine? Right, he drove all the way to her hometown, out in the yeah. middle of nowhere. And here's Ben doing the same thing. At where is she from? saint Bartolo. Bartolo, yeah, yeah.
1: San, San Bartolo. Like this guy does not. I don't think he gets it, he get right? It. I don't
0: think he gets it. It's
1: not clicking. The, the funniest part to me was when he got the text and she said, oh, La Milanga, that's distant from Lima. And then he goes, I take it as a good sign. She didn't say She say said no.
0: Yeah, no. I- like... <laughs> Dude, creepy.
1: It's like that scene in Dumb and Dumber when he's like... <laughs> you know what I mean? So what are the oh, chances? There's a chance. Yeah, so you're telling me there's a chance. That's what this was. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean that's a good sign? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good sign, dude. He doesn't get it. So like <laughs>
0: he's been out of the game, but still though. Yeah. That's no excuse to not, there should be boundaries, Ben. Like seriously.
1: Yeah. Again, to me, I see it as he he's come too far to turn back. I think these guys, you know, Ben and was it David also?
0: Yeah, David was right, Lana. like. Yeah.
1: It's one of those things where they feel they've gone too far. They've gone too far and they can't go back. Like they can't go back. They have to go all the way, all yeah. the way. Yeah. And they have to steer through. But for me, I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs>
0: but the catfisher has also gone way too far if they're eliciting that type of reaction and behavior from people that they're catfishing from.
1: Yeah. Did you Maybe. hear also that the person claiming to be mahogany's on social media saying, hey, it's me and I'm real? Yeah.
0: I saw videos of her saying that, oh, you guys think I'm fake. I'm not fake. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. What is do that- you
1: think about that?
0: I don't know. I wonder if TLC is doing another, what you call it? Like, you know what I mean? Like when we all thought Lana was fake and then boom, yeah. Lana appeared yeah and then we all felt like shit because we're like oh david's out of his mind he's imagining but even
1: that had a backstory and we were uncovering things and we're like but wait
0: yeah
1: (laughs) there's more (laughs) the more you dig the more sketch it is like "Mm, still sketch (laughs) yeah
0: and did you know by the way speaking of david he's dating amira
1: yeah yeah I don't know. My whole perception of Amira, I know we're going on a tangent here. My whole perception of Amira has been different. Hello, Chasey. Yeah. That video where like she was asked to do an ad for like organic food or something like that. Yeah. Eggs or something. I forget what it was. And she tried to sexualize it by dancing in her hallway and a dress. To me, it's nothing wrong. But like, is that how you want to advertise this food? It just very much screamed of attention yeah and then and now this now dating David, I don't know, maybe he has a great sense of humor, this guy, I don't know, maybe but now' it's cat I
0: don't that know. is
1: eyebrow raising
0: right? yeah, <laughs> so I've
1: seen the photos and stuff, and yeah, that's just an odd that's an odd couple,
0: yeah, it's like uh Jesse, and uh what's her face?
1: oh, Colombia? the girl that was dating yeah, that was dating
0: Tim, yeah yeah, like, but- oh. How did they discover each other, <laughs> like how did yeah
1: they... I could kind of see that happening, like him hollering at her and her like going oh this this is an attractive guy, and he's well, I don't know infamous or whatever, yeah. or has that clout. I could see them seeing each other and going, "Hey,
0: let's check on yeah. this you know what I mean? yeah yeah, <laughs>
1: like that kind of makes sense to me, yeah, like that makes sense to me, but Amira and David mm, that's yeah. a tough, tough sell. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I mean has Amira seen herself in the mirror like she's gorgeous? Why would she I'm sorry. maybe I this is another like really bad thinking of me, but like why would she throw herself at guys like David and you know Andrew? Like wouldn't she want to go for like a Jesse? I mean I'm what's just What's up saying, with
1: that, right? Yeah, I like get, what's up I get with that, that and too. It,
0: But it like now she's showing us that she's throwing herself at anyone who'll give her a green card. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know? it
1: comes off. I'm just saying what off y'all off are thinking. <laughs> it comes off that. It, it totally comes off that way. Yeah. Yeah. So back to Ben and Mahogany. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did you think about his, uh, the train that got away? <laughs> what
0: that's the cr- tr- Wait, what?
1: The story that he wrote.
0: Oh, dude, what's up with that? That's, yeah. That's creepy. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't know. If someone sent me that type of, I don't know, would you call it story or poetry or whatever? Like, I would be freaked out. I would not reply. I would, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what to say about that. Like, well, what do you think? Maybe
1: they have that kind of relationship where he sends her. I'm wondering if this isn't the first time, if, if maybe that's his. That's his love language is like sending sending poems or sending um little is stories. It, it's is not it some. I don't know. Okay. I just think it's a story, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a short story or okay. maybe short form writing or something, but cute. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not
0: for me, but cute. Yeah, maybe some folks out there like it. I mean.
1: I think it could have all been summed up in his final sentence. Like the train left the station. Let's just, I don't know if let's just dance was the appropriate way, but I get the train leaving the station and let's see our way through it. Mm. But then to be like, and this train is like, it's about to go in an accident and everyone's like, uh, and, and we start dancing and everyone's like cheering.
0: <laughs> Can <laughs> I say that if, a bit much. <laughs> if your native language is not English, it's difficult to receive that type of short story or whatever because there's a message behind it. And I'm just thinking if Mahogany is not a native English speaker, which I'm assuming she's a Spanish speaker being from Peru, I don't know if she would understand that. You know getting I mean?
1: the subject getting yeah
0: getting the message you know read <laughs> between, between the lines right reading yeah. between the lines or getting the stuff
1: enough to read the I lines <laughs> You're not right
0: she would be more confused than appreciative I think you know yeah I, I don't know I'm just putting that out there because even I'm kind of surprised like why do you have to say so much just to mm-hmm. mean something so few and yeah. yeah, I was just like, get to the point. But that's me. I, I'm. More it's like- a good thing you
1: mentioned yeah. that because that was also one of the red flags they had with Mahogany revealing herself. Mm-hmm. Was oh, I thought you said her English wasn't that great. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many inconsistencies, right. About yeah, yeah. this, yeah. For I forgot all of them, but people were poking holes in it. Like that's not her.
0: Yeah, that's not her
1: because of X, Y, Z. Right? They had. Yeah. There was kind of like a short list of reasons why that was sketch.
0: Is it because? he said something about like she uses a translator and maybe that's how she they yeah, understand right. each other
1: the, some things that he, he had said about her yeah. were not lining up okay were ju- just weren't lining up but and that was one of them was oh her, her English isn't that great okay well why then is she, her English sounds pretty good to me you know I mean or or again why is why are you writing her a story like of this magnitude, if for English, isn't that just stuff that's not lining stuff that's up. not lining up? Yeah, yeah. and the, and somebody also said that the promo photo that TLC was using um, didn't quite match up with with the social media account that's claiming to be Mahogany oh. and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's okay. definitely a different photo. <laughs> People okay. are seeing these things, so yeah, I'm I'm still on the fence. I think she could be real, she could be not, but I I don't think he needed to go all the way to to San Bartolo or wherever to figure that out.
0: Yeah. I feel like when someone does that, they lose all forms of self-respect. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Hollywood has painted that whole scene, you know, throughout our lives. Like, oh, if you love someone, you go to them, you seek them out and you propose to them and declare your undying love. But like in real life, that is very... I know I overuse this word, but creepy because if someone doesn't w- reciprocate, then there's no reason for you to think that that's okay. Yeah, you know, especially, especially when she told you to not come. Yeah, up. especially you when know? she said don't. Yeah,
1: especially <laughs> when they said don't.
0: <laughs> well, from don'ts to do, Jimena said, "I do." <laughs> Congratulations, Bye.
1: Mike and Jimena. <laughs>
0: But here's a question, Lon. Do you think she said I do because her dad sort of guilt-tripped her into it? Like, you know, he and the mom had conversation with her and the sister in the room saying like, oh, think about your kids and how this would better their lives. Do you think that has anything to do with her saying I do? Or do you think she genuinely wanted to say I do?
1: I think it was both, but... I think she was actually being honest with herself, which, which kind of was eyebrow raising because she basically what she was saying was she got caught up in that moment, mm. right? When she said, you know, I had all these worries and stuff like that, but when I saw the cake and when I saw the thing, right, I just felt, and, and that for me was, was honest. I get that. Mm. I get being in this moment. You know, and and the cake and your family. You know what I mean? And will you marry me? Written on the thing, and and just going, oh my gosh, and just kind of that kind of love bombing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I mean? Like, yes, yes, And yes. and
1: and I think that's what was kind of she was getting at. So yeah, there were definitely some things to ponder and some things to think about. Her kids, and you know, feedback from her parents. But when, when they were interviewing her and she said, I had all these things, but as soon as I saw the cake and all the stuff and all that, yeah, she definitely got caught up in the moment. That's not to say there isn't any substance to saying yes and to making that commitment, because I think when they were saying their goodbyes at the airport, it really went that extra mile to kind of show that that she really does care and she doesn't want him to leave. And um, well, I'm happy for them.
0: Yeah, I hope they're still together he, well, no, no tea, no tea. Oh, okay. I haven't had enough time to do a lot of tea searching. But here's an asshole question: Would her family be supportive of the proposal or the relationship if Mike wasn't American? If Mike mm-hmm. wasn't from a first world country, per se. Um, and here's why I'm asking that. I know this is such a dougy question, but you know, like it's pretty clear. From what we were being shown on screen, that the family benefited a lot from Mike monetarily, mm-hmm. but if Mike was just some dude from you know a, n- a nearby town or maybe from Africa or from Asia, like you think, the you family... think him being
1: American plays into the into mm-hmm, the equation? Because
0: mm-hmm. again, the the whole idea of getting green card, it's like so hyped up all over the world, right? Everyone who's everyone wants, I mean, apparently wants to, you know, come to the U.S. Um, not everyone, of course, but I'm just saying in general, like the green card, it's one of the things that folks want to get in order to work or live in the U.S. Um, do you think that played a factor in them? Oh, yeah. supportive?
1: I think it did, but I also think it not as big. I think they care about her daughter, about their daughter, excuse me. They care about their daughter enough to want her to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I think him being an American and being able to provide this sort of happiness plays into that. But also if if he was a jerk, and he wasn't a nice person, I think that would also have factored in, or weighed much heavier. We've seen it with other, you know, 90 day fiance episodes, where the parents just don't like the guy. I think if they didn't like him, then the whole American factor wouldn't be as big. So I, yeah. I definitely do think it plays a factor, but not, it yeah. wouldn't trump him like being an asshole and then yeah. them saying, oh, but still he's American. No, like they want what's best for their daughter and a uh, future in America definitely plays into it. But the fact that Mike is actually nice, he's trying to learn the language, he has the respect to ask for, for to have hand. that one on one, yeah, with the dad and all this stuff. They could see that he's definitely a nice person and cares about her a lot.
0: Yeah. I, I was suddenly reminded of Melissa. Remember? Melissa and Tim, the guy who cheated on her. And then she's from Colombia. And yeah, I remember her parents were against them. And right. Even though he's from the US. Yeah. So yeah, Mike's got it going for him. He's nice. Maybe he needs to work on his Work on a few things. <laughs> skills, yeah. yeah.
1: Dude, you don't put dirty Kleenex in a car pocket. Dude, um, in a car seat pocket.
0: Um, what was that, man? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was I don't know where that came from. But yeah, people tend to put their dirty stuff in the back pocket of the seat. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we move on, I just want to remind folks that in the preview of the next episode, it seems like Jimena's starting to show signs of not being interested, but still asking for money for breast
1: implants. Himena? Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, it was part that. of the preview. I did get that preview. Huh.
0: So, uh, yeah. And me and the husband, ooh, now I can call him husband. Me and the husband caught that and he immediately say, well, thankfully nothing like that happened to us because we did long distance as well. And he said it's very typical for like when you're doing long distance and long, you can probably speak to these too. People tend to lose interest if you don't keep up with, if you don't work on the relationship on a regular basis. And we wonder if, I mean, what's causing the distancing, right? If himana was even remotely interested to begin with. And now that they're apart, she's like, "Eh, forget Mike, but I still want his money. Or if something else happened.
1: I'm going to have to watch to get more context on that. Mm. So what was she asking for? Like, was it all money? Did she say what she wanted?
0: Yeah. Breast augmentation or something.
1: (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Anyway, moving on to me, Sleepy, Memphis, (laughs) and Hamza. Lon, I want you to start first. Like, what do you got to say about... Memphis and Hamza, I, just, I have something uh, to share.
1: Okay, so one, uh, I know you started. You started with it already. Is their the way they communicate with each other? That's yeah. not. That's not marriage material. There, like y'all, got to step up your communication game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Before, why are you rushing into a marriage when you guys talk to each other like little kids?
0: Right. A lot of people mentioned that actually, long. A lot of people are like, hey, this is a red flag if you start dumbing down yeah. your communication in order to be understood and you should be talking like adults.
1: Yeah. The whole language barrier thing, it doesn't seem like either of them is interested in working on it. They found a system that works, but it's very limited, very limited in what they can say to each other. And I know she busts out the translator app when she needs to get deep with it. Mm -hmm. But I think at this point in the game where they're already trying to push to get married, just hold off. Mm -hmm. Hold off till you guys can really communicate because- I think they're getting in this habit and I get that they can use Google translate and stuff, but where they're at now, it looks like they don't even know that they're comfortable talking to each other in a tone that comes off very condescending
0: Mm. and
1: very childlike Mm. what I mean,
0: yeah,
1: it's cringe. Every time I watch it, I'm like, it just seems like you're condescending. Um, Like you're treating him like he's not smart. Like he's not intellectual. And on the same token, he speaks to her like that as well. Yeah. I mean, just because his English isn't that great. I don't understand if they get that, but that's psychologically they're communicating in this very childlike. And maybe that makes on top of the fact that, that he's been untrustworthy, but the fact that she has to speak to him like this and broken sentences using simple words. After a while, you start to have these assumptions that he's not smart when that's totally not the case. It's just that they have a language barrier that's where I'm at with that. But there are just so many red flags, so many reasons why this shouldn't be happening. Like they don't know where they stand on the prenup. She thinks this is a go and she's like, we're going to do this. I want you to to know that this is 50, 50 and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, he's upset about something. I don't know what. Yeah, you do. (laughs) What don't you know? He just brought this up a few minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. You're ambushing with this. So many. yeah, Yeah. So just so many things like Let's just stop talking about marriage. Like that's you're, <laughs> you're not ready. You're not ready. Yeah, give it another year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> come back
1: next season. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> you still have a couple seasons left. <laughs> Let's not rush into this.
0: You know, when you you start talking about this communication breakdown—not breakdown, but you know this misalignment, I guess, uh, inconsistency. Mm. I was thinking about Anna and Marcel. Because Marcel doesn't speak yeah. English, but they made it work mm-hmm. somehow. And they're still together and they're thriving.
1: Are but they I on pillow talk? They're not. Okay. I yeah. just don't see them.
0: That's why I think their love story is really a genuine story because they don't want anything to do with TLC. afterwards. Oh. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they don't want to, but I'm just saying like, they're not like cloud chasing or they're not like gagging for another TLC gig.
1: Exposure and limelight and stuff. Yeah,
0: so they're really focused on their relationship is what I'm trying to say. They're not like, we don't have to get on Pillow Talk. You don't have to cover us like after the 90 day type of situation. But the only difference is that Anna speaks a little bit of Turkish. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how they made it work. And I think Marcel deep down probably understands a bit of English, even though he doesn't converse comfortably in English. But I don't think they ever dumb it down. Like, I don't remember Anna talking like, me want to poop um, me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> you sign paper, you know, <laughs> you
1: know
0: what I mean? But anyway, the thing I want to share about the prenup here, Lon, is that someone from Reddit made a really great point. I just want to share it with y'all. And Lon, let me know what you think about this the prenup thing makes no sense if they're not getting married in the US and she intends to get married on this trip in Tunisia. Who's going to draft it? Tunisian law may not even recognize it because of the taboo of divorce. Not to mention, even if she had pre-drafted it in the US and all he needed to do was sign, she'll still be responsible for him under the K-1 and spousal visa rules. Mm. So... <laughs> is this fabricated or gotcha? <laughs> <laughs> or is this a lame excuse? I think she came into the relationship knowing that he's quite a deadbeat and she still went for it.
1: Yeah. You yeah. knew
0: coming to Tunisia, this guy's not employed. Yeah. You knew. And yet you try to like bring up this whole prenup and splitting things 50 50. Guy's not even employed in his own home country.
1: Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, is this even relevant? Is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I could also see it too, where she is trying to protect herself, but she doesn't understand the intricacies of one Tunisian law and then maybe having to sponsor him like that. I could just, I could see that happening too. Well, oh, we're prenup. I'm going to protect myself with a prenup, you know? And then people are like, wait a minute. You don't know? I could see that happening too, where she's just oblivious to it. And then, Yeah. So there's different ways where I could see this, you know, is this, is this fabricated? But also for me, at least it wouldn't be completely out of the realm of possibility that she just, that she didn't look too much into it.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I feel like she's bringing this up because she wants to portray the image of her being a strong, independent woman who looks after her money. But at the same time, like, again, I just read this excerpt, like it's, irrelevant you still have to sponsor yeah. this dude and he'll come into the u.s unemployed so in order for you to sponsor him you need to be able to earn a certain amount of money in order to sponsor him and to prove to the u.s government that you can support his mouth and your kid's mouth too Yeah. so you know what i mean like i know that's a bad way of putting it but you can support him and your family and yourself so yeah, I don't know if you can talk about splitting things 50 50 from the get go because that's still a long way to go. Like, if you sign up for this type of relationship, you should know what you're getting into. And, like this Redditor said, like, if you're not getting married in the US, then what's the point of the prenup? Like, I don't think such a thing exists in Tunisia. So,
1: yeah, for me, it even goes back to what I said in our previous um, episode was sometimes it just comes off as like, manufactured conflict
0: Mm. they need any conflict they need they need a reason reason, yeah to be on the
1: show or they need a reason for this episode and they're like how about y'all get in a fight again like (laughs) you know i can see that happening like well what's this episode going to be about guys you know and they're like uh we're going to continue with this whole he's irresponsible and i'm concerned about it and i need to protect myself yeah. I could see that being the way the narrative is being driven. Mm. And then manufacturing it that way. I could see that too.
0: Yeah. Are we ready to talk about the most epic meltdown/confrontation ever recorded in 90 Day Fiancé history? Possibly between Gino and Jasmine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man, he went. He came a long way from Michigan, Bruce Willis, didn't he? <laughs> like, there was no man. He fucked
0: up. Yeah, big time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, let's cover what what happened here. He was texting his ex girlfriend behind her back. He sent very intimate, private photos.
0: Nudes, mostly.
1: Nudes, yes. And to make things worse the type of communication which he claims was like look at my hot girlfriend was actually she's really annoying she gets on my nerves it was a she's...
0: bit of complaining pepper yeah
1: in. yeah so it was just really really bad and um i think his ex was just kind of looking out for jasmine and i think that was cool was to be like you know what that guy you're dating you think the world of He's actually a sleaze ball. This is what he sent me. Yeah. Was like, uh, I'm, I'm looking out for you here. Right. <laughs> this, this is the quality of man we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Upholding the girl code.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the general consensus on social media is, is where I sit at too. To sum it up in one of the tweets that I saw um, and retweeted was, we went from this girl is crazy to yeah, ro- roast him, bitch or something like that. And that is, is I think everyone is team Jasmine, I think for the most part. And that's not to say that some of the opinions we had were not justified, right? Mm -hmm. But, and I sort of kind of touched on this, is someone hurt this person. Someone hurt this person and made her the way she is. And I think last night was just kind of a good, refreshing thing. Because we can't just say she's crazy. We can't just say that. When you see what happens last night, I can understand, I can understand why the next person in line that she dates is going to have it pretty bad is he's going to have to earn her trust. He's going to have to really pull out all the stops. He's going to have to shower her with gifts. He's going to have to go all the way. And I was guilty of this is going, wow, she reminds me of my ex and she's fucking crazy and stuff like that. Like I was saying all kinds of shit, but I also knew that somebody hurt her. And then when you see that, you see it actually happen with Gino. And he was supposed to be the good one, like oh, she's settling for this guy's boring ass, right? Because mm-hmm. he can treat her right, and then you find out that even this guy, Michigan Bruce Willis, this guy, this guy, even this guy did her dirty. Yeah, this guy, right? Hucked like, out. so I'm just gonna say it: she's dating way under her league right now. Like, totally. You know, hit a home run when he landed Jasmine. So even this guy who's way shooting above his league right here can hurt her to this degree. Like, of course, you know what I mean? Like the things that he's done, that's the ultimate betrayal, the ultimate to send private photos. One is already like she's making herself really vulnerable. She's putting a lot of trust. You really Mm got to trust somebody. And you really, I think really got to understand where she's coming from. So For that to be betrayed and not just that, but to an ex and then to talk shit about her to his ex, like without this context, right? If we were to see her on the show post Gino Mm -hmm. and she was being super bitchy and super like possessive and all this thing, we would Mm -hmm. think she was super, super, even more crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you see what she's carrying, the pain, yeah, I mean, of once being vulnerable with somebody and putting their trust in somebody and stuff. Of course, she's going to say, you cannot talk to exes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't side with your ex. She's only speaking from the things she's experienced. So yeah, it was it was good to hear her roasting him. I really liked that. <laughs> the things she was saying, right? Like, that was funny. But at the same time, like, I think... For me, the pain that she went through and that she experienced um, stuck with me a, a lot longer than my satisfaction to see her roast him and, and try to get the last word in.
0: Yeah. And I mentioned this, too, in the last few episodes of our podcast is that they're both damaged. Mm. And it's clear that she has this PTSD from her previous relationship, right? Because it shows during her meltdown that she's displaying signs of unresolved past trauma. You know, you can tell from the language, the temper, and they're all inexcusable, but it's understandable because if you go through that type of trust issues, you probably react the same way. So I think, you know, Lon, you hit a nail on the head, obviously, about this whole scene with them, the last episode. The only thing I want to add is that, aside from the fact that Gino is super immature by trying to send his ex nudes just to rub it in her face, like a revenge porn situation, is that... You know, there's a lot of polarizing thing that came out of this too, because even though Gino's ex was trying to look out for her, at the same time, Jasmine claims that the ex also forwarded her nudes around and it got to her job and she got fired from it. So I think that's worse than Gino sending the nudes. I think that's worse. Wow, I didn't
1: know that.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if she did that after Jasmine started abusing her. Because remember, we got, by we, I mean, our IG account, folks were reposting or forwarding us, DMing us some of these DMs between Jasmine and Gino's ex. And Jasmine was pretty verbally abusive. And I wonder if that was like a revenge porn on the Gino's ex's part of like, okay, now that you're abusing me here, I'm going to just forward all these nudes to people that you know and your job. And so according to Jasmine, who did a story recently, you know, she's out of work. So that's sad. But again, like, that's why I say it's polarizing too, because, um, you know, Jasmine also put out a statement saying that she's embracing body positivity and all that stuff, right. About her, you know, cellulite or whatever flaws on her body. But at the same time too, she's bombing Gino's ex with all kinds of insults about, her being ugly and she's a whore and all that so it's like again very polarizing and I think this all stems from the fact that she has a lot of unresolved trauma that she needs therapy she and she and Gino probably need therapy yeah that's
1: displacement though right like I think when you're angry and then you have to put it on someone someone Yeah. yeah
0: but yeah other than that obviously the roasting was epic you know, I would see it again. It's probably gonna be a forever meme now. <laughs> and someone... thank
1: God, I took the birth control. my like, <laughs> <"Yee!"
0: laughs> uh, and thank God she did because yeah. uh, Michigan Bruce Willis is not worth it. Yeah. Clearly, a
1: lonely, depressing man from Michigan or something. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah she really
0: <laughs> hit below the belt. Um,
1: well, what you got against men about in Michigan? <laughs> I don't know. But it was good though
0: entertaining uh, but at the same time like i think just like Lana, i feel a bit of empathy for her you know like i mentioned in our previous podcast too that yes as much as she may come across beachy and all that you can tell that she has been hurt before yeah. and that's why she's unloading like that so
1: here's a question yeah do you think him having sugar babies is i don't know i don't know if relevant is the right word or or should that have been put out there or does it make this case any more or less interesting okay. yeah like how does how do we factor this into the equation now that we know this about him
0: i thought according to him that was in the past where he wasn't able to find someone so he paid for what it seems like escorts right but of course they br- they label it as sugar babies. So he pays for them to be his companion. And I'm guessing he probably did that because he's probably hurting from the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> the Brazilian ex-wife. So he's thinking he needs to boost his own ego, makes himself feel better. And therefore, he pays for companionship. And I is don't this need- considered
1: sex work? I don't even know. Does this fall in the line of sex work? Because I'm pro like. I think sex work is work. And if yeah. it's consensual, you mean it's, like it's the transactional? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, yeah, sugar and I don't,
0: sometimes there's not even sex involved. They're just there right. to accompany you and to make you look and feel it's good. a companion, the girlfriend yeah. experience. The girlfriend experience, right? Yeah. And that's a good show, by the way. It's but a yeah. great, great
1: show. Yeah. yeah. The movie was pretty good too.
0: Yeah. So again, I don't know if he should have brought that up from the get go. Maybe he should so that jasmine wouldn't be like this but at the same time i think even if he would bring it up like from the beginning it would just ruin the start of the trip yeah so he probably want to get his first and then <laughs> and then started to like insert all this past activities you right know what i mean so yeah should we I, normalize is it something that should be normalized like let's let's let's
1: normalize part? let's normalize like sugar daddies and sugar babies it feels like they try to stigmatize him for yeah. it. Like this is uh this you is know, not this is not good, you know, but like yeah. if somebody's like- paying willing to pay for like companionship right.
0: like that and I don't so know. So I of- think it's people's prerogative to pay for something for service, right? And on the other hand, it is people's prerogative to be someone's of of someone's service. Like like I say, it's not necessarily sex work. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. And there's
1: no like guarantee or whatever. Or yeah. something saying, "Hey, we need to have sex at the end of this." Is so that's part right. of the transaction here? I don't think it right. is. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, it should be normalized. I don't know why. Maybe to her, it's a, it's more of like a shameful thing to be participating in. But yeah, or a disgusting thing to have or to be part of. But yeah, like I said, I think that's mostly because she has that trauma. She has that trust issue. So that's why she can not yeah. see past the fact that, okay, he might have done this when he was lonely and he paid for it. So it's not like it's a girlfriend, girlfriend. You know, it's mm-hmm. just someone who's there temporarily for his pleasure or for his companionship. But I don't know if you can reason out with Jasmine though. She seems so volatile.
1: Yeah, not at this not point. Not in that,
0: yeah, exactly. But anyway, before we uh, wrap up with our WTF moment, I was wondering if anyone wants to find that electric toothbrush that got thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) Someone calls it the 90 Day fiance Artifact.
1: That really hurt him too, didn't it? Didn't he say, didn't he make a comment when she threw that out?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. It was in the dirt somewhere, but (laughs) RIP electric toothbrush. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, it wasn't like throwing a ring out. It was an electric toothbrush. it It was an electric toothbrush, but yeah. It's a gift nonetheless. Yeah. To show him. It made it all the way she, from the US. This is what this fucking gift means to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Long, what is your WTF moment?
1: WTF? I think it, it would be difficult to top Gino sharing her nudes. Mm. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Um, That's just not something you do. There are other ways. Other ways to say hey, I have a bomb ass girlfriend. She's beautiful. She treats me right, and I want to rub your face in it. Like, there's other ways to go about doing that. You don't need to share very intimate, private moments and things that leave her vulnerable, especially now to going viral and losing her job over certain things. There's just other other ways, and maybe that's why you're alone, Gino. You need to learn these things. they're just that's not cool. That's just not cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool.
0: Um, my WTF moment, I want to say it's probably the same as yours as well, but I want to change it up a little bit. Is basically Ben going to Saint Bartolo, mm. even though he didn't get a resounding yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Creeper status. Right. Super yeah. creeper,
0: stalker status there. So.
1: Dave vibes. <laughs> David, vibes. <laughs> David vibes. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's your P right there? David vibes. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, Lon, before we go, before we uh, close up, I just want to say, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Truffles. You guys know Truffles is, uh, or was, Kenny and Armando's uh, pet uh, dog who obviously stole our hearts with her appearances on 90 Day Fiancé. I believe she had lived a good, a great probably 17 years of dog life, which is about 100 years in human life. With Kenny and Armando and their family. So, yeah, just sending out our love to Kenny and Armando. And I believe they got a new puppy. Oh, okay. So, I'm not saying we're getting this news late. But, yeah, because we're just recording it now. But rest yeah. in
1: peace, truffles. We miss you.
0: Yep, rest in peace. Truffles. And before we end, I just want to say shout out to Fast Byte Reality IG account for forwarding us those reels and spilling the tea. We really appreciate your, your DMs. Keep them coming. Your and-
1: contributions to our show.
0: Thank you so much. Exactly. Thanks for listening, WTFers.
1: If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support on Anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at lon l a n underscore like underscore l a w n. That's lon underscore like underscore Lawn. Click on the link in my bio for additional socials. Say Nadia. Yo, have you seen the Tinder Swindler on Netflix?
0: I have, thanks to your <laughs> recommendation, and I am mad about it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Should we wait? Do we do we not spoil it or what?
0: Um. Well because I there's not, reasons why I'm yeah, mad about it, yeah. <laughs> that, that oh, you really? Come until the, yeah, But
1: that doesn't come until the, you know, yeah, anyway, like.
0: yeah. So, listeners, if you have not seen Tinder Swindler, um, maybe pause this podcast and watch it on Netflix first before you hear us talk about it because we would hate to spoil it for you. But yes, it is about a swindler who was on Tinder mm-hmm. and he. I believe he's a professional con artist, right? He started really yeah. early on in life. So this guy, he's an Israeli-born person who portrays himself as this billionaire son of... Some kind of
1: I, diamond conglomerate. Diamond, as, diamond right. Diamond,
0: uh, Well, Is it Leaf Diamond? LVD Diamond or something? Or right,
1: L-L-D. LLD, something like leave
0: Yeah, Leaf Diamond. And he travels with a bodyguard, with a business partner, and basically portrays himself as living the life of luxury, glitz and glam. He takes private planes. He dines at all the best restaurants in Europe. And orders
1: the entire menu. Orders the
0: entire menu. He wears only designer clothes, only rides in supercars or fast cars, and... Yeah, and gets all the, you know, model girlfriends, <laughs> supermodel right. girlfriends. But turns out, it was part of a Ponzi scheme.
1: He's a con artist, yeah.
0: And Long, do you want to say anything before we spoil it for people? Because um, I think this... I want to talk about the ending. It's not so much about yeah, the in-between, yeah. because I would like people to watch the show and form their own opinion. Yeah. But then I would like them to come back and listen to our opinion about yeah. the ending because I'm mad about the ending dude like what yeah. the
1: fuck? so this is from the same people who did don't fuck with cats on Netflix very well done they get into the interviews it's built using as much footage as they can you know authentic footage but then I think parts of it they insert reenactments and dramatizations mm. and stuff mm-hmm. um, but it, it's really well done and it, it really flows really well
0: Great storytelling, for sure. Yeah,
1: great storytelling. I think the victims, um, or I don't know, I think victims could is an appropriate word. Uh, The the people who fell in love um, with the guy um, really did a good job, and the interviewers did a good job of getting the information. And it turns into it, it really does turn into this this investigative kind of true crime slash dating Mm -hmm, slash mm -hmm. documentary. And it's really super interesting. So if you haven't seen it, now's the time to uh, pause because we're going to talk about how it ended. (laughs) How did you feel about that, Nadia?
0: I'm not happy that he's not behind bars, Mm -hmm. but I'm also wondering why. And my thoughts on that is because Europe is such a huge continent that because he's doing this in different countries, there's no laws that ties the crimes together, if that makes sense. I think he's smart that he does this when he commits this crime. And again, is it even a crime in certain countries? I don't know. Because the women were willingly transferring their money to him. So they are in a way too long victims because like one of them is still bankrupt like it's still repaying her debt.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I think they're definitely like a Ponzi scheme victim in the sense that they it's their debt, but they willingly helped him. So what evidence
1: do you need, right? It's like, what do you need to nail these charges on him? And I I think there's a lot I don't know as to why he's not being charged. Mm. And it makes me wonder, so um, if you're still listening, I think they picked him up on a false passport and that might have been it. And for me for the life of me I'm like, "Well, why didn't you charge him on these other crimes, on scamming right. scamming women?" So because, you know, And
0: if, Amex is aware of it. Remember? Amex is aware, Amex of, is aware, of, it? aware of it. Yeah. So we're <laughs> But Amex where though? Cuz is it Amex UK? So you know what I mean like, okay, Amex is aware of it, but do they tell their other counterparts right. in other parts of Europe that, "Hey, look out for this guy?"
1: Was it because they willingly also willingly but under false pretenses right mm-hmm. let's get that straight gave the money and that's why maybe you can't you're not allowed to press charges like it's it was one of the most disappointing
0: yeah
1: endings like he, it's
0: not satisfying at all yeah
1: even the charge that they did get him on he served half of it right yeah so it like even that months, was right?
0: 15 months
1: yeah, he, but he served
0: five. five so that's one third of it that's S- even worse
1: it was such a good documentary, and then I yeah. read that part, and I was like, well,
0: that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I like, think
1: I was so and, mad. Yeah, this
0: <laughs> asshole is still out there, and, and he's still living it large. And he's thriving. He's thriving. thriving. Uh, how, however, I did some research, and the website where he's offering professional advice on mm-hmm. starting up businesses or whatever, that website is no longer around. It's no mm-hmm. longer valid. And he's banned from Tinder, obviously. Mm. He's still living large, though. I think he's yeah. still balling or pretending to ball. Bawl, you know, still
1: balling, still dating models, and it's like well, the models that are that he's dating. Do you not know his history? Or right? Is it? Are you telling them the story? These are my enemies. It's <laughs> still have, my the enemies story, right? I have enemies.
0: <laughs> I have to say, Lon, he is so good at gaslighting. Mm -hmm. That's how he gets away with that because he managed to convince the public and even, I mean, obviously his current, you know, squeeze that he has enemies Mm -hmm. and people are out to get him. And so when you're in that bubble, you're like, oh my God, there are a lot of haters. There are Mm -hmm. people trying to like bring down this guy because he's successful, he's rich, they want his money. And so like, obviously these girls were, you know, were convinced the other thing that I want to add to this is that for some reason, like I don't know which forum, it might be one of the Vox or Vulture article that I was uh, reading. Oh, actually, it's probably one of my favorite gossip uh, websites, CelebBitchy. So shout out to CelebBitchy. I've been reading y'all for years. Someone wrote a comment that says, I feel bad for the last two women, but not for the Norwegian one because she did come across as a goal digger." I was going to ask you like what you think of that because... I have to admit, I was not really sitting down paying attention to it, but I was like, I was in the middle of like cooking my dinner, watching it, and then like just like listening. But then I wasn't reading too much into how the women portray themselves or how they got into the relationship with this Shimon guy. Right. So, but apparently, some folks think that the first one was kind of had it coming because she seemed to like really like that lifestyle and she seems like a gold digger. Yeah. I wonder if you want to add to that or if you want to re- Yeah,
1: I mean, look, uh, I think people jump at this whole gold digger thing like you know, I think if y'all were in that same boat and you were being treated to nice restaurants and and private jets and things like that don't front. Don't act like you're better than other people. Like you would totally eat that up too. You would totally be excited to get on a private jet and go to a foreign country. Don't lie to me and say you. Oh, I wouldn't. That wouldn't impress me. Well, would it? Would it excite you to be at restaurants you've never been to before? To, uh, yeah, to, to, to be, be wine
0: and dine. Don't. Yeah, don't act like
1: you're better than other people. One and the thing is, um, one of the other victims um, made a good point. Like, if we're gold diggers, gold diggers don't give this much
0: money correct
1: yeah and that's the thing that nullifies that entire argument if all a gold digger is 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 after money then why are they giving so generously right. and maybe it's out of stupidity or whatever whatever you call it what it is if that's what you think it is but gold diggers aren't that giving aren't that generous this person was so generous that she's in debt you know my brother put it like this that's almost what you would pay for like a house. So consider that a 30 year loan that you're, you're trying to pay off. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, like, come on, like 250 K and, and yeah, in today's housing market, that's, that's not going to fly, but still like somebody would put out a 30 year loan, a 30 year loan for that. Right. Like
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a long time to be paying something. I understand why people go, oh, you know, she had a come in gold digger and all that stuff. But gold diggers aren't that generous.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point. And also, if you recall, the first lady was the one that gave the most, that took out the most loans, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the second one kind of considers herself a friend rather than a romantic companion. Partner. companion, yeah. yeah and the third one, I really like her. She's smart.
1: Yeah. yeah. She was like,
0: <laughs> I'm going to out you, but before that, I'm going to get my money back. Yeah. <laughs> and she played along and she took his clothes and he got her begging and uh, he got, he, sorry, sorry, she got him begging for money and whatever. And tr- he tried his best to guilt trip her, but she stood her ground and kudos to her, man. I That was the only satisfying thing is to see someone like play that person at their own game.
1: Yeah. To the... hear those messages that he was leaving, that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and he
0: was angry at her, but then he apologized, but then he got yeah. angry again, and then he's like regretful. I was like, yo, to use
1: the same threats too. The same threats about yeah. you know the vague. They're kind of like vague. For every action, there's, a reaction. there's a reaction. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that. You will pay for this.
0: Yeah, like, if guy, I were I you, that... watch out or something. Yeah, right? like get the fuck out, man. You broke. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's up to right now. I think he's still in Israel. And I don't know if he would ever go back to Europe now that this Netflix documentary is out there. Mm-hmm. But I wonder why he's not being charged. That's a mystery to me. Like, Someone has to come and tell us like why mm-hmm. he's not being charged. And maybe, uh, maybe we need to do a bit more research. Yeah, I just found a Buzzfeed article, and I found something else, but I haven't like gone down the rabbit hole yet. Maybe I need to go into Reddit and see what people say about it because we need this explained to us. From we need
1: why is the ending as shitty as it is, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: cool. We need a part two of this yeah. documentary. So.
1: Yeah, one with a good ending, right? <laughs> this one was with like,
0: justice being served.
1: Like it was. It was like okay. Well, the reality of it is that. Sometimes bad guys win
0: Get away. and yeah, good yeah, yeah and,
1: and good people are just victims and they lose. It's not always going to be a happy ending. That's the reality. That's the actual reality and that's why the show is good because it's real. <laughs> it's not some fucking yeah. fairy tale where everyone gets paid, you know, their money back and they're in happy relationships and the guys in jail. No.
0: <laughs> no. In fact, I think one of them is still single.
1: And still, uh, and still hopeful mean.
0: and looking for, love. yeah, still <laughs> yeah. on Tinder. Yeah. You know what? Now that you said that, I want to say this is a great documentary for not having the ideal ending.
1: Yeah. The ending not, really sucks. Yeah, it does like not that's having part the of Hollywood it.
0: Hollywood ending is like actually makes it a good, a great it. it's documentary. Realistic. Yeah, it's yeah. very realistic. It's like, oh y'all think that everyone lives happily ever after? Boom. Boom. Nope.
1: Boom. Boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoy our coverage. I apologize. Well, we apologize for not posting as many episodes as frequently as you would like. It's been a busy time. (laughs) It's been a busy time. Congratulations again, Nadia. Thank you. Thank you. I'm now a missus. And yeah, I've been really bogged down by wedding planning and I'm glad that it's all over. Not that I'm glad it's all over. I would like to relieve it again, but (laughs) especially since, you know, Lon and I and my husband went on a road trip to Central California. I hope you enjoy this recording, and we hope to upload more. Till then, be kind to one another, and
1: happy, happy Valentine's Day.
0: Day. Damn, dude. I was going to say happy Black History Month. Oh, Black
1: <laughs> Yes, happy Black History Month. Yes, I mean, it's going to be Valentine's, I think. Yeah,
0: true. All right. Okay, fine. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Next time we record, it's going to be Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, by the time I upload this, it's probably past it. I'm sorry, guys. I know we always delete. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for bearing with us. Thanks,
1: everybody. Bye bye.